edition of the letter to the seven churches. I'm sure you have learned during the exposition and application of the letter to the Church of Pentecost. So today, this morning, we'll be studying into the second church called the Church of Smyrna. My name is Adela Moses, the son of Adeli. And in the studio with me, I have our usual pastor, God's son, Pastor Israel. Thank you for having me again. You're welcome. So, sir, question one. Let us uh, see what and where the Bible talks about the Church of Smyrna. The Church of Smyrna. Yeah. The Church of Smyrna is um, in Revelation chapter number 2, from verse 8 to 11. Revelation chapter 2, from verse 8 to 11. Though Smyrna no longer exists, what you are going to get now is Ismael. I-Z-M-I-R. Hmm. Yes, it's, it's somewhere in um, Turkey. Okay. Yes. Um, Smyrna used to be an ancient city in the west coast of Asia Minor, which is the present day Turkey. And of course, it used to be a major trading center in the ancient world. Mm. So that's just a little background about Smyrna itself. Okay. But let me show you what Christ had to say. You know, last week we were talking about um, how God asked Jesus to give a revelation to the angel, and then the angel gave it to the apostle, and yeah. the apostle gave it to the church, yeah. which speaks more about how God vetted that process. Quality, assur- uh, quality control, quality yeah. assurance. That the book of Revelation is extremely important. It's an end-time revival book. Hmm. If the church does not want to miss it, then we must keep searching into Revelation. Revelation tells you about where we are going. Of course. The word revelation is to reveal, mm. to unveil yes. the apocalypse. For you to see enough of the past. Let's talk about the qualifications and the criteria that gets us into heaven of the things which are about to happen mm. right now. You know, the angel told uh, John, right. Yes. <laughs> so these are these things are written unto us when the end of the world has come. So last week we dealt um, well on the, the book of, um, of the letter to the, to the Church of Ephesus. Exactly. Yes. And then this week we'll be looking at the um, we'll be looking at um, the Church of Smyrna. To the Church of Smyrna. Yes. Good. And this is what the Lord sent to the Church of Smyrna. All right. Good. And on I'm reading from Revelation chapter two verse eight. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna, write. So if it is written to the church of Smyrna, then the members of the church should read. Uh-huh. If they wrote, yeah. then this is a, they are written for us to read. Yeah. Good. This thing saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works. So that church had works. Mm. And your tribulation and poverty, mm. but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them, which say that they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Oh my God. You see, thou shalt suffer. Meaning there is a letter, there is a prophecy already, mm. asking you that be prepared because you are going to suffer. Mm. Hmm? Yes. Any Christianity that does not tell you that Prepare for eventualities of the future. Then you have to be careful. Do you understand? Yeah. You see, but before that time, we were talking about persecution. Mm. It means he knew that the church had been persecuted. 
the church of the living God, eh, the church of the king of kings, mm. of the king of heaven, will always be persecuted by the kings of the earth. It's a normal thing. Mm. He said, but the gates of hell will not prevail. But the gates of hell will not prevail. Good. But Christ has prepared our hearts. In the world you will see tribulation. Indeed, you will see tribulation. But we have chair. Good. Have overcome the world. Yes, sir. Now, it is not a new thing. I'm going to tell you that there, there had always been primitive persecutions mm. for the church. If you study um, Fox's book of the Matthias, I think it's a book that we, from the Abbas Nation, will recommend to everybody. Please lay your hand upon a copy of the book and read it. That is the faith of our Father. That is the real faith of Christianity. If you don't even know the faith, how can you endlessly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints? Mm. I'm quoting the book of Jude now. Endlessly contend for the faith. Endlessly contend for the faith. But the problem is many don't even know the faith that they are contending for. Mm. Jonathan, for example, there was a time that there was the first mass persecution occurred under Nero. Yeah. That was an emperor, emperor. a Roman emperor, yeah. in AD, AD 67. The sixth emperor of Rome, yes. Who set Rome aflame, set Rome on fire. Hmm. Yes. And then he blamed the Christians for it. Hmm. Yes. It what, is... What it, is yes. But there have been times when they would even burn some Christians alive. In order to illuminate their garden. For mm. example, anytime there was no electricity, everywhere was dark, they would set some pieces of fire so that it will lighten up that place. So the critics have now become firewood. Yes, they, they were. But don't forget that in Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says, of whom the world was not worthy to, to have. Jonathan, mm. they were men that shot the mouth of lions. They, 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 it's a, the scripture is also too complete. Jonathan, yeah. some of them were fed to lions. So they were Christians. Just because they were Christians. Yes, sir. Yes. The second was, was under Domitian in AD 81. Whenever any bad thing happened, whether it was famine or pestilence or earthquake, he, he, would, al- he would always put the Christians to, to death, saying the Christians had caused it. On and on and on like that. Trajan in AD 108. Marcus Antoninus in AD 162. Hmm. Whenever anything went wrong, the Christians would always be blamed. Persecution and tribulation is not new to the Christian job. Hmm. It should always fight us, but instead of weakening us, it makes us stronger. Hmm. Yes. I think it's um, Second Corinthians chapter number, is it 4 or 5? Therefore, we're saying that we are praised on every side. Yeah. But they are not destroyed. Exactly. So Christ wrote to the church of Smyrna and was telling them that look, oh, I know thy works and thy tribulation. He was warning them. Hmm. Um, what's the name of this first Matthias? Stephen. Stephen. Yes. Matthias is not a new thing. Yes. So, I and your tribulation and your poverty, but thou art rich. Physically, they looked poor. Mm. Spiritually, Christ said they were rich. Mm. That means you may be claiming that you are also rich physically, but Christ is saying you are poor. Mm. Meaning, every yardstick is not 
our yardstick on earth. Exactly. And I know the blasphemy of them, which say that they are Jews, but they are not. But they are a synagogue of Satan. Hmm. Let me dwell a, a little bit on the word synagogue of Satan. Yeah. What does it mean? Two things, sir. One, synagogue. Synagogue looks like a temple or like a church. Yes. But of Satan. It means that it is not every gathering that looks like of Christ that is of Christ. Some may be of the devil. Hmm. At least to say, yes, you sir. can put on the, the overall of a doctor and yet a mechanic. That you wear a cassock. Doesn't make you a, a man of God. Hmm. Does not make you a monk. Yes, sir. Eh? A big castle does, does not necessarily hmm. make a monk. Yes, sir. Hmm. Meaning Christ is asking us to be very careful. You see, Christ is telling us that you church of minor or you individuals that live in minor or you members that may be characterized as minor Christians, hmm. be very careful of the synagogue of Satan. They will build it like a church, like a cathedral. Mm. But it may not be Christ who is the... Christ may not be the senior pastor. He may not be the shepherd. Mm. Instead of the shepherd, he may be a wolf mm. that is there. So the synagogue of Satan is where you don't have a pastor, but you have a wolf. Mm. Who is listening, or is killing, or is milking the members dry. Like many churches that we have And fake pastors. But named as churches. With all due mm. respect, yes. It's not for Christians to be more sensitive. Mm. Synagogue of Satan. You know, the Bible says in the book of Psalms that have respect for covenant, for the darkness of this world is full of habitation of darkness mm. or of cruelty. So, the synagogue of Satan is the habitation of cruelty, where people sit down and they are promulgating, they are, they are decreeing evil against the body of Christ. Mm. Do you get me, sir? Yes, sir. It's called the synagogue of Satan. Anywhere where Satan dwells, synagogue is where you can dwell. So it means the seat or the throne of Satan. Mm. We can simply call it occult centers. Anywhere now, these are the five things that the devil wants to get at, get out of the church. Number one, the devil wants to make sure that the lordship of the church no longer is no longer in the hand of God. Mm. Satan wants to push God out, which, can, which is impossible. Which is witchcraft. So the synagogue of Satan is the place of witchcraft. It's the place of the occult. Mm. It's the place where they drink blood and they eat flesh. Mm. The eaters of flesh and the drinkers of blood. I hope you know that it exists. Exactly. There are so many abortion clinics around the world now. Mm. Where when they abort when they abort for you, it is men that will eat the fetus. Mm. They are just witches and wizards. It does not matter the prefix in front of your name. Mm. You may be a, a doctor. A medical doctor, and yet you are a witch or you are a wizard. Yeah. Do you get me, sir? Yes. Good. All right. Sina- throne, synagogue of Satan. Throne of Satan. Where Satan dwells. Those who have the mysteries of darkness in their hands. So instead of using the Bible, the only Bible, they pervert it, then they now import strange teachings, strange doctrines. Bible calls it the doctrines of the devil. Mm. In the last days, perilous times shall come. Of course, these are the last days. Mm. And there is peril even right on the altar. Yes. Do you understand me, sir? So the scripture is clear about it. The synagogue okay. of Satan. Mm. The place where Satan dwells. Where that decisions are taken. You know? Mm. Where causes, enchantments are pronounced. 
satanic thrones, where the powers that govern the earth, eh, wicked powers, where they dwell, where they take decision. All of that is what we call the synagogue of Satan. And much more. I'm not limiting it at all. Hmm? Yeah. In fact, most of the time, it is the synagogue, any, any place where, where there is a synagogue of Satan, or where there is a chain of Satan, before you know it, war will be there. Hmm. War will be there. Yeah. So that there can be blood shed. Yes. And they need the blood. Yes. Yes, sir. So, the Bible says, but I synagogue of Satan. Fear, now, good. One sure thing about synagogue of Satan, sir, is that everything the Bible says, they want to contradict. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you know about the church of the Lord. Yeah. So just opposite the church of the Lord, we also have church of Satan. Mm-hmm. Do I need to tell you anything again? Synagogue of Satan. Or church of Satan. What I even love most about that, those ones are very direct. They are not the same people. Mm-hmm. So there are two types of synagogue of Satan. The one that is direct mm-hmm. and the one that is not mm-hmm. direct. Do you understand that? Uh-huh. Now, the whole essence of synagogue of Satan is that they want to get five things out of the church. Number one, they want to get God out of the church. Hmm? Number two, they want to get Christ out of the church. You know, in the book of Revelation, sir, say, and I stand in the midst of, say, I am here standing in the midst of the seven candles. Am I correct? And the seven uh, lampstands. Revelation chapter one and two. Am I correct, sir? Mm-hmm. And then if you move forward a little bit, you will now hear the Bible again <laughs> saying, uh, and I stand at the door of every and I knock. The man that was standing in the midst, when did he get out that we did not discover? <laughs> That's number two. Satan wants to make sure that he gets Christ out of the church. Mm. Number three, Satan wants to make sure that the Holy Spirit is out of the church. And once the Holy Spirit is out, the unholy will come in, which is the devil or demons. Mm. You get? Yes. Number four thing that Satan wants to make sure that he gets out of the church eh, is the Bible. Mm. That's why you see that so many people no longer dig into the Bible. They no longer preach from the Bible. They will rather, they will rather preach from, from, uh, from the theories, from principles of man, like economic it. principles, mm. and the quoting men instead of quoting Christ. Yes. And the fifth and the last one that the devil wants to make sure he gets out of the church. It's sound doctrine. Sound teaching. Sound doctrine of the Bible. Jonathan. Yes. And lastly, the devil wants to make sure that he gets good pastors out of the church. Mm-hmm. So that half baked men can come. A man may wear collar. It does not mean you have calling. Yes, that you wear collar does not mean you have calling. <laughs> eh? That you wear sleeping suits. Does not turn into a pastor. <laughs> Sir, an arm robber can wear three piece suits. You can even wear, <laughs> wear suits for a monkey. I see. Yes, but, but that does not mean the monkey should have access to the altar. The synagogue of Satan. He now says, now, I'm on verse 10. Fear none of those things which thou hast suffered. Thou shalt suffer. So it means there are some things that will happen. Christ is preparing the church. Mm. Please, I say this very emphatically. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Let the body of Christ, let the global church wake up. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison 
So there's going to be a time that some people will be cast. It may not be prison as in prison. But just get set that the devil is going to do some shaking. Hmm. Hello, sir. Yes, sir. I strongly believe that the COVID is a shaking. The COVID should make us to wake up. The church should wake up. Hmm. That ye may be tried. So a time of trial will come. Ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee the crown of, of life. You shall have tribulation. Hello, sir. Yes, sir. The Bible is very, very clear about tribulation, persecution, trial. Just as you know that people are being persecuted for their faith. Eh? Yes. Let me give you an instance. In the early, among the early Christians, sir, yes. those who believe in Christ, eh? But even Jesus Christ himself, the Bible says he was part upon, he was beaten beyond recognition, he was humiliated, mm. and finally he was nailed to the cross like an ardent criminal, left to die. What do you call that? Persecution. Yeah. Look at all of the apostles, even after Stephen. James the Great, the other brother of John the Apostle, he was beheaded in AD 44. James the Great. Look at Philip. He was thrown into the prison and he was later crucified in AD 54. Look at Matthew the tax collector. Mm. He was slain with a harvest in AD 60. James the less, the brother of our Lord, the younger brother of Jesus Christ, the one that wrote the book of James. Yeah. He also suffered martyrdom at the age of 94 years. He was beaten and stoned by the Jews. Look at Matthias. What do you know? Yeah. Matthias was the man that replaced Judas. He was told that be and beheaded even in Jerusalem. Not at the throne of Satan. In Jerusalem, the holy city. Look at Andrew, Peter's brother. He was crucified transversely. Mark. Mark. Mark was the one that used to write for Peter. He was dragged and pierced in pieces in Alexandra. That's the, the modern day Egypt, I guess. Then Peter was crucified upside down by Nero. Paul, he was crushed, stoned, and he was beheaded by the same Nero. Look at Jude, the brother of James. He was crucified at um, Edessa. That's in AD 70. Bartholomew, he was translated um, to, in India. He was cruelly beaten and he was also crucified. Thomas the Delta, he was also martyred. They, they threw a spear to, to at him. They trusted a spear. Mm. Look at Luke. He was hanged on an holy tree in Greece. Simon the Zealot. He was also crucified. AD 74. The only one that died, died a natural death is um, John that wrote to the Revelation. John the Beloved, John, John yes sir. But even before that, he had been thrown into the hot oil. Good. So, oil. Christ is telling us as the church of Smyrna. Now, please, I need you to know something. When you study the, when you study the book of Revelation with the church of Ephesus, that one, Jesus came to that church, said, nevertheless, I have this against you. But for this particular church, it did not have anything against them. It looked like the only church 
that had a pass mark. But nevertheless, he strengthened their faith. He told them, don't be scared. There are some things that you will soon suffer. Even though there was no, nevertheless, I have this against you. But he told them, be careful. Some things will come, some, some attacks, some persecutions will come against you. He now says, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. He that overcometh shall not be out of the second death. So, we have said the church of Smyrna. There are some people that God is looking at them. And God is pleased with them. But nevertheless, God is telling them that persecution will come, tribulation will come. Hold on to your faith. No matter what happens, it is today we know, sir. COVID is shaking faith. Hold on to your faith. It's just a faith. It will soon pass away. Hold on to your faith. 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 The bishop of Smyrna, his name was Polycarp. Hmm? Of course, he was, he was born for refusing to deny his faith. Yes. So maybe that was why the Bible was, was telling us that, ah, you guys, things will happen that they want to shake your faith. Mm. But there's an encouragement, there's an encouragement from God mm. that we should kindly hold on. Irrespective of the persecution, yes. there's an encouragement. Yes. Please hold on. Trials are coming. Eh? Trials are coming. Hold them to your faith. But the scripture now says something. And on this note, I want to round up. Say, be faithful. Believe faithful. What does it mean to be faithful? So, faithfulness is the cure for persecution. Do you get me that? Mm. In the face of persecution, persecution and trial, except you are faithful. If you are not faithful, you will fall. Yes. You compromise. You will compromise. What does it mean? To be faithful. To be faithful is to uphold every teaching of Christ. But is it not the teaching that you that that you truly understand? When men no longer even preach the gospel, so how can you be faithful to, to what you don't know? Hmm. Do you understand me, sir? So what the Bible is saying is this: there is a yardstick to knowing faithfulness. The faithfulness of the church is measured by our obedience to the word of God. That means you need to really understand what stewardship means. What trial means, what persecution means. It means the doctrine and the teaching of sweetness. Sweet, sweet things. Yeah. Eh? Eh, yummy, yummy messages. Yummy, yummy doctrine. Will only lead you. When a man takes too much sugar, what is the sickness that, that diabetic? <laughs> so there will be spiritual diabetics. And pile. If you don't understand the teachings of faith, it will, it will break down your spiritual immune system. Do you mm. So we, we have to go back to this era of preaching the word of God undiluted. To be fervent in prayer, in holiness, in stewardship. Pure, to, to understand our identity. To all down back to faith. Hmm? Yeah. We live in the last days, sir. These are the last these are the last days of the very last days. Mm. The last days of the very last days. 
the end of the end. So please, we are, we are pleading with every, to every of our listeners. Let faith come back alive in you. Please, go back to understand the Bible. If you, go back and understand sound doctrine, the teachings. Don't be carried away. I know there are men that are lowering the standard of Christianity. Hmm. We plead with you. God has a standard. Okay. And God will never lower a standard because of anyone. No, so no, please, no. We, are, we are pleading with you. Tell yourself the truth. Like, like my people will say, borrow yourself brain. Hmm. Eh? Wake up your senses and stop fooling yourself. God has a standard. <laughs> and we pray that every of our listeners they will understand this message and the Lord will help us to uphold the standard of Christianity once more. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, as uh, we have heard your word concerning this uh, letter to the seven churches, the second church, Lord, give us the grace to live by your word. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. My name is Adela Moses, the son of Adeli once again. And, and my name is Israel Shedepo. And we hope to see you um, in the next few days where we'll be looking at the letter to the church of Pagamos. Mm. Pagamos, the pagan church, the paganistic, where we'll be, where we'll be talking about the, 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 the paganistic practices, the pagan practices in the church. So see you at the next episode, the next series, in the next two, three days. God bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.